Tom Willander has been uh, flying up the draft boards. Uh, today we have Patrick present from uh, inside the rink on to profile the Swedish defenseman and why he might be now out of the reach of the Sharks um, at pick number 26. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area, proudly a part of the Locked On Network, where we cover your team every day. If you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do is just follow along or subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So I um, have another draft profile today, Tom Willander, uh, Swedish defenseman. Um, so really fun conversation with Patrick. So he makes his Locked On Sharks debut. Got a really good profile I found on on um, his web, on the website Inside the Rink. Um, loved his profile. Tried to decide to get him on. So uh, makes his, his debut, his podcast, or at least Locked on Sharks debut. So um, Willander, though, really, really intriguing defenseman um, who might be moving up into the early 20s, late teens now. So he might be just out of reach, but you never know how the draft board lays out. So, And if he's there at 26, I think the Sharks are going to have a really, really interesting conversation about uh whether to 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 grab him or not so uh, without further ado let's get into it with patrick and now we bring on uh for his locked on sharks debut patrick present uh he writes over at uh, inside the rink and also is on the late arrivals pod he's a ducks fan but we wanted to bring him on because uh, to talk about one Tom Willander. So if you uh, don't know about Tom Willander, he is a six foot one defenseman, 179 pounds, uh, playing for Rogel BK in the junior uh, 20 league over in SHL. Uh, last season had 39 games, four goals, 21 assists over in that league. I think he got a slight, slight taste of the SHL uh, life at the end of the season. So um, as we start every uh, one of these what makes Tom Willander so intriguing? So, first off, thanks for having me on. I love the series that you're doing here. And um, just to be included with a lot of the scouts you've had on is really cool. Uh, as far as Tom Willander goes, uh, he really, the thing that intrigues me the most is how he shot up uh, draft boards in, uh, as the seasons progressed and especially highlighted by his uh, U18 world tournament um you know he uh he really uh he had uh three goals and five assists in seven games in that tournament um but what stood out to me the most was his ability to kill rushes and breakouts almost single-handedly with his um instincts and skating ability um yeah what stood out the most um watching him in that tournament, uh, especially that gold medal game against uh, USA. Um, you know, I was watching that tournament for the, uh, you know, the guys at the top of the draft, the Smiths and Leonard's and all that. And then this guy just keeps killing every breakout. So he's like pinching down the wall and 
he's his gap is incredible um he's such a good fluid backwards skater um that he's basically single-handedly shutting down brush attacks and um and then when he picks up the puck uh he just moves it up so quickly um i if if you um hear people talk about um Austin Matthews or Connor Bedard in there and how they have a great release on their shot. Mm. I see the same thing with Willander and how he moves the puck up the ice. Like he just leans on that stick and can snap it up ice so quickly that it just caught my eye a lot. And it was really fun watching him in that tournament. So, you know, that's what, you know, intrigued me the most about him. All right. So, you know, there's plenty of type of, like you have your kind of variety of defensemen, right? You have your Eric Carlson defenses for nerds, um, go score a bunch of goals. Uh, you have your kind of two way can do a little bit of both. You have your shots. Where, where does he kind of fit into the kind of defenseman spectrum? So I think he is the epitome of two way. Mm-hmm. I think he's not quite as dynamic as you, uh, he doesn't have the dynamic ability that, Eric Carlson or Quinn Hughes and, you know, those kind of guys have, but um, his moving the puck from the back end, I think is, is uh, really um, uh, it's an ability that is necessary in the NHL uh, yes. today, especially. Um, and then, like I said, his just ability to shut down the, uh, shut down rushes. And uh, I just think he's, he, on the surface, he's like a jack of all trades kind of defenseman. I think mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I do, I like to do like player comps. So like um, these two way guys, Damon Severson and and Jonas Brodine, like that kind of. So uh, you know, a mm. three four defenseman, I think. Um, but uh, you know, a guy that I think a lot of teams covet. Um, yep. So I, I'd say two way is is the perfect way to describe him. Not to say that he suffers on either end, offensively mm-hmm. or defensively. Uh, offensively, I like the way he um, maneuvers the blue line. Uh, he loves to uh, open up his hips as he walks the blue line to freeze the um, to freeze the uh, attacker and open up lanes for himself. And then, like with his passes, he's able to get shots through and they find sticks and or they get through to the net which is uh, what led to his point totals in that, in that tournament. And then uh, he's, he's uh, capable in the, in the defensive zone as well. Um, he's, he's good at the, this new man-to-man uh, system that a lot of teams are running. So he sticks on his check and doesn't allow passes to that guy and uh, wins a lot of battles in front, good at like anticipation and stuff like that. So I think I like to call him the jack-of-all-trades kind of player. All right. So as he continues to progress and, and moves forward, what do you think is going to be the one skill that kind of makes him an NHL player? Um, I, like I keep saying, it's that ability to defend the rush um, mm-hmm. and to and to um, to kill these uh, breakouts um, in the in the uh, his offensive zone. Um, if you uh we just got through seeing the um the carolina uh florida series and those teams are very heavy forechecking teams but yeah. they're very um that that defenseman activating on the wall to cut off those breakouts uh to the wingers they're very very important 
So I, um, I think that's his biggest skill is anticipating when that puck is going to get to that winger so he can get there and, uh, and break up that play. Um, and then uh, defending the rush, like I said, he's such a great, such a great skater. He just patrols the neutral zone so well, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Talladega Nights, uh, Will Ferrell. Yes. There's a scene. There's a scene in the when Sacha Baron Cohen's character comes uh, for his first NASCAR race, and they're like, "Wow, this guy's incredible! His car is three lanes wide." Yeah. And that's that's immediately what uh, stuck out in my head when I'm watching Tom Willander is that he makes himself like three lanes wide, so he can kind of um, he can kind of dictate where he wants the attacker to go on uh, defending the rush. So, like, if he wants to force him to the boards, uh, he just like takes a step to the middle, and they can seal him off so seal him off so quickly. Or if he has back checking help, he can kind of take away the outside and like kind of steer them that way. So, I think that's what is super impressive to uh, when watching him. That's what really stuck out is that he like he makes himself three lanes wide. <laughs> that's a great reference. <laughs> uh, and if you're haven't seen Teledega Nights, there's something wrong, really wrong with you. Um, yeah. All right, before we continue with Patrick, can we talk about um, kind of where Willinger would fit with the Sharks, you know, kind of where he would play, um, why his style and kind of really helps out with whoever his partner would be. I do need to take a quick break. Uh, Talk to you guys about our good friends at eBay Motors. And you guys know for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors uh, with eBay Guarantee Fit. You can make sure your part uh, fits right the first time around. All you got to do is just put your ride in the My Garage that way. And then look for the green check mark when you pick a part. That way, you know, it'll fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. <laughs> so... You know, we, we talk about all, all the great stuff about him. What do you think is the kind of the one thing that might hold him back? What do you think is the one thing that needs to he needs to really kind of work on as he continues to, to develop? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, I think offensively, mm-hmm. you see how um, his teammate uh, ASP, um, another draft eligible, he's so dynamic with the puck, especially in the offensive zone. His vision is so precise. Um, especially when he picks up the puck at the point and like moves down the wall into the offensive zone and he's like just his scanning ability. I think Tom Willender needs to work a little bit on that as far as um, his playmaking uh, lower in the zone. Mm-hmm. He's so good at the blue line, but once he moves the puck, once he moves with the puck lower in the zone, he needs, I think, needs maybe to work on a little bit of uh, where he goes from there. You know what I mean? He kind of like, uh, he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, yeah, right, right. right he'll, he'll take some risky chances or, or throw a bad shot on that or, you know, mm-hmm. just make a safe play. But I'd like, to, I'd like to see him explore a little bit more of that kind of creativity. And then in the defensive zone, I think, like I said, he's so good positionally and he's so good at, at anticipating. But I would like to see him work a little bit more on um, 
has snarl like get a little meaner because i think grit intensity as the, the kids I, like to say the grit yeah, yeah. I, I i i we we uh we a lot of people make fun of the like old school hockey fan but i mean you see in the playoffs you kind of need that at some point um even guys like uh fellow swede uh rasmus Dallin, like he he has some snarl you know yeah um i think as, you know but that's also a maturity thing i think uh, as he gets older he might develop that um mm-hmm. and as he plays against older competition i think he's gonna have to but i think uh right now he likes to defend a lot with his stick not not to say that he doesn't play the body but i think he needs to get like uh a little more intense i think when engaging um low in his zone so i think those are two areas where i would like to see him improve a little bit and i think that will unlock a lot of potential um you know as as he develops gotcha yeah so weird his kind of development is kind of weird because it it looks like he's supposed to at least from Corey Pronman uh said that he's supposed to come play college and you don't really see a lot of Swedes like they usually kind of stay in the SHL you know kind of develop there especially because you're playing against grown men um but he's going to be coming to college playing for Boston uh University um if that is the case what do you think about his you know coming over to America early as a defenseman I I love it a lot um I think that there's a lot said about the big ice, but I think it makes a difference as far as your angles, yep. uh, especially for a defenseman where angles are so important, and especially a defenseman like him, right? Uh, who, who that's his game. His game is to seal guys off, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, and then, you know, to, I'm, I'm not familiar with his like personal life, but to get a taste of the culture, I think is really cool. Um, I, and then, you know, he gets in front of, uh, he gets to, um, have a pipe or a uh he gets to have communication maybe with his nhl team um yeah i, I like that move for him a lot i think um a lot of i don't know about a lot of but i know it's becoming a little more popular i, I just covered uh um maxim sturbeck who's a um a slovakian defenseman who's mm-hmm. gonna be he who he came to the ushl for his draft year and then he's gonna go to college as well so um you know, I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, that, that Will Andrews doing that and, and he's going to adapt to the North American ice and play style too. So, you know, I like that as a development route for him. And I think it's unique and, you know, hopefully like we can see, like I'll get, we'll get to be able to see him more too. Cause yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just kind of is cool too. It's not going to be at some ungodly time in the morning to wa- watch him, uh, right. like watch him, you know, uh, type of thing. And, and too, like we know, the North American game is a little bit more kind of physical than what we see, especially in the SHL. And that's something that he needs to work on. Even in college, you kind of see a little bit more of that physicality. Um, you know, so it's if that's the thing he needs to work on the most or one of the things he needs to work on a lot, like the most, hopefully that it's kind of one of those, you know, you're going to have to adapt or survive, like adapt to survive type of situations for him as well. So that this might be one of the, like the kind of perfect opportunity for him, right? Yeah, I think... Uh... You know, watching college hockey, uh, it's it's pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think uh, especially because you know in tight quarters and you know uh, a lot of guys, you know, it's not it's not juniors where it's you know they catch out at twenty years old. These are these yeah. are 20, 20 to twenty four, yeah, twenty four yeah. year olds, twenty five year olds, like these super seniors, right? So yeah. you're playing against 
grown men who are, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're a little bit more mature. And, yeah, 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 for sure. So I, you know, I think if if his coaches or whoever is, is advising him is saying, you know, I I think if that's if they're seeing what I'm seeing, where that's what he needs to work on, then I think that's a really uh, fun route for him to take. So yeah, I like that. All right. I know I'm going to have to, now we're going to ask you kind of, I know you're, you're a big ducks fan. I know you, That's you're, right. you guys have just plethora of defensemen just oozing out. You don't even need Henry Thruns in the world. You're just like, we have a bajillion defensemen. We don't need, we don't need, you know, um, but I mean, the sharks have, especially since my career has been there, he has done a lot to try to revamp this pipeline for the sharks, right? Acquiring Shakir Mukamadulin, the, the yep. uh, Timo Meyer trade, Henry Thurn, uh, they got from the Ducks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where does, you know, kind of he fit, where would, where would Willander potentially fit in, you think? I know, again, kind of putting you on the spot here with a, a lot of uh, potential sharks defensemen. Where do you think he would kind of fit in with their pipeline? Well, I watched a lot of, of Henry Thrun at uh, Harvard, and I like thinking years down the road here. Yeah, I like yeah. that as a, as a partner for him. I think that's that'd be a. I think they would complement each other's games pretty well. They're both two way guys, like a middle pair of those two. Or I think I think that'd be a, a great pair um, if that's the if that's the route they they want to take. Um, I don't know you guys. Uh, your right-handed defense. Uh, oh, it's none. You could right, uh, so... if you're right-handed and you could skate. You could probably make the Sharks uh, right-handed defense right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um, so, but I think uh, what he what he would bring is is um, not just a stabilizing force, but uh, a disruptive force. Um, mm-hmm. For so, I think he, I think he can fit in anywhere. I think he can fit in with a more offensive player. Yeah. On the left side, uh, and then uh, those two can be kind of like the dynamic puck-moving pair, or he can be the um, the more offensive uh, component to a to a shutdown line. Um, think like uh, Gustav Forsling in Florida right now, paired with yeah. Aaron Ekblad. I think uh, um, that could be a, a similar comparison. Um, uh, so you know, I I would like to see him with a with a Thrun or a, um, a Ferraro maybe I don't know, um, but yeah. or or, or a Mukumadulin too. Um, but I, you know, if, if if a team is uh, starved for right-handed defense prospects, this guy can fit in anywhere. Honestly, um, uh, yeah, I think he can. I can be a very good complement to a, a true number one D. Or he can be um, like a, a, a part of a, a good shutdown pair. So, yeah, nice. I, yeah, makes sense. All right, um, what do you kind of see his kind of timeline, right? If especially if he goes to college, um, we're we're seeing you know guys. It feels like it's either two years and they're done, or it's like the full you know four years type of situation. You think he's going to be one of those guys? You probably, especially if he does go to college, that he's going to probably stick around college for a while. I I would picture him as a uh, a two year guy. I okay. think just because his frame is he's six uh, six two, uh, one eighty, so he needs to bulk up a little bit. But um, his game is is pretty refined. Um, uh, I think he play, he plays a pro style 
game right now. There's not much adapting he needs to do uh, other than just to play against stronger competition. Uh, on smaller ice. Competition. On yeah, smaller on smaller ice. ice. Yeah. But I think if he picks up, if he picks that up quickly, uh, I think there's a shot he, he could be a two. He could be a, a two-year guy. Um, I don't, uh, that's that's kind of the route I see him going. Um, just because his game is so is mm-hmm. so uh, pro ready, I think um, if that makes sense. All right. Before we finish up, um, and Tom, or three, two. One. All right, before we finish up, and Patrick gives kind of some of his favorite guys that he likes at the end of the first round, I uh, do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Again, proudly a part of the Locked on Network where we cover your team every day. Uh, if you want to be an everydayer, just come on back tomorrow. We're going to have another uh, draft profile. So uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, uh, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, so let's kind of take a step back into some of the bigger draft talk here. So, um, we know the ducks sharks, both going to be kind of picking around the same spots here. Uh, so what are some of your guys that you like are kind of at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round guys that you're kind of banging the table for here. So, uh, I'll, I'll, whatever you want to, you know, if you want to go forward defense, uh, you, you, you have the floor, which, which guys (laughs) kind of float your boat. Well, I, I think um, we've seen GMs are a little biased toward centers and D, especially bigger ones that a lot of these smaller wingers are, are just naturally going to drop because those guys are, yep. uh, the centers and Ds are, you know, they're, the GMs are going to reach for those guys. So I, 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 love, guy, I love Gavin Brindley he, uh, from Michigan. He's one of my favorite players, I think. Uh, when GMs talk about or scouts talk about compete, I think that guy's all compete. He's like, he's five nine one sixty ish, but he mm-hmm. plays like he's six five two twenty. Like he throws his body around and isn't afraid. And um, he's got skills skills for days. He was Adam Fantilli's line mate, um, and he put up put up good points. But um, I think his game, um, his game. Uh, is centered around forecheck, backcheck. He's so fast. Uh, he's so good on his edges. Um, I think uh, looking at the list here. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, with Gavin, Gavin Brindley, really quick. Like, you know, yeah. that's like you say that, right? The the compete and the skill, and that's that's something the Sharks have said that, right? Mike Greer has said like we want guys who can compete. Like everyone kind of automatically says Mike Greer wants guys with size, but like. I think you want these guys who like give it their all every type of shift. And Gavin Brindley seems like a, if, like you said, if he was, you know, six foot two, we'd be talking about him as a potential top 10, maybe top five type of pick in this draft. Like, and it just because he's five foot nine, like he, this guy is a monster out there. Um, You saw it in the, in the NCAA tournament. And then, you know, even all year long too, he kind of, Whatever they asked him to do, he was able to to kind of fill in that role for him. And yeah, I love Gavin Brindley. I have no idea where he's going to get picked. Like you could tell me he could go fifteen, and you could tell me he could go like uh-huh. forty-five, and I would be like, "Yep, that makes sense to me." <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. I think uh, Greer and Pat Verbeek, I think, are similar in that because if you look at Verbeek, says he loves guys who compete. Right, that's the best yeah. buzzwords compete. Um, and the, but the draft, his the guys he drafted are all you know six two and up. But if, if they like, if they truly like these guys that compete, Gavin Brindley is 
his he oozes compete right he like just watching because i watched a lot of fantilly obviously yeah um humble brag but, <laughs> but no, they're, they're, honestly watching the two of them play together they're very similar mm-hmm. just one is six two and one's five nine right yep they're both in on the four check they both have a ton of skill and and uh underrated back checkers as well so i love watching gavin Brimley uh get play hockey and you know uh yeah uh um another guy is another small guy would be andrew crystal i um on skill or on ice sense uh he's uh you know a top 15 talent easy but again he's five nine so i think he's gonna fall a little bit so he might be able to be had at the end of the first beginning of the second I was going to say, how about some of the defensemen? Because there seems like a whole mess of these defensemen that are kind of really close together, right? Yeah, there's that cluster of uh, just like Dragicevic and, and Bonk and, and those kind of guys. Um, I just, I, I, have, I, I have a hard time with defensemen because they're, where they're ranked is, you know, as bubble guys. But we, again, we've seen GMs reach. So it wouldn't surprise me to see these guys that, you know, in the 20, 20 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're great all around players. Um, well, Dragicevic is an offensive dynamo, but, um, I, do love I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but, uh, yeah, I think that's a great target <clears throat> and Bonk, Bonk's a great target as well. I think I like his, I like his two-way ability a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a similar, you know, uh, uh, what is it? A high, high floor, uh, kind of, kind of player. So, Yeah. All right, uh, we'll get you out of here on these last two questions. So, okay. five years from now, I'm still doing this podcast because I can't find anybody at Locked On to replace me. Uh, who <laughs> is the non Connor Bedard best player in the draft? Oh, well, mm, he's like five years story. from now. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> so it's, it's Mitch Carver Fantilli. Um, as a Ducks fan, I, I'm, I want I want it to be Fantilli. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say Fantilli. He's he's the guy. He's just like that that dynamic player is so hard to come by. Like I say, he's he's six two, but he skates like Jack Hughes. Like he's just so shifty, and um, he's got all the skill in the world. And I think he's his defensive game is underrated. And um, yeah, he's he's just a gem. And I think in in most years, he's the number one overall pick. It's just, you know, this year he had, you know, Connor Bedard in his draft. But, I mean, if, I, if you go back 10 years, like, he gets drafted number one in at least five of them, right? So, yeah, I mean, you could say, yeah, he gets drafted in, yeah, first of all, majority of the drafts. Other right. Than, like, when there's, like, a, a guy like Connor Bedard in the draft. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's a pretty safe pick. Uh, so, yeah, uh, have fun with Fantilli. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to, like, Fantilli on with McTavish on the wing and or Fantilli with uh with Zegers on the wing and McTavish as your second line. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Or just if you want to just go all three <laughs> down the middle, hope, you, man. you could do <laughs> that too. Like, yeah, just be like, oh, I'm gonna have McTavish as my three C. Like, cool. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> anyway. I mean, I, I mean it'd be sweet if, if like Zegers is on the wing, you have just have a dynamo top six. I'm like, Oof. yeah, you could yeah, the, the flexibility it just gives you right yeah. there. So yeah, it's just uh, giving me hope right now and getting me through these dark days, right? <laughs> yep, that's, I mean, rebuilds are built on hope. That's that's all you have. So, all right, last question. Where in the draft does Tom Willander go? So, if you had asked this question in the middle of the season, I'd say, like, 30th. But, 
I think um, if you, uh, the athletic guys, the wheelers and prominence, they're mocking him in like the 10 to 15 range. Uh, and I think, um, I don't, I don't know if that's where he should go, but again, with the, with the way GMs are drafting and putting such a premium on centers and defensemen, especially right-handed defensemen who can skate and do it all. Yep. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in 10 to 15 range. I, I personally mocked him to Buffalo at 13. Uh, I think he fit that, that system really well and be a, like, can you imagine a, a pairing with a, a Darlene, um, Willander pairing or a, or a power Willander pairing? I think that'd be dynamite, man. Be ridiculous. <laughs> right. Uh, and then um, until Eric Carlson goes to Buffalo too, just to kind of really put the... <laughs> All the Swedes. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I could see that. Um, I'm, I was hoping he would slide to like 20. Well, but you never know. So yeah. You never know. That's, I mean, that's honestly the reason I I, mm-hmm. I singled him out to, to uh, profile was because, you know, he was, he's ranked, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40. And I'm like, oh, maybe the Ducks can get him with the, to the top of the second round. Like that'd be an awesome, you know, another defenseman in the pipeline. Not that we need more, but you know, uh, but just watching him play and and just knowing how drafts go, I I, I have a hard time seeing him last past twenty. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe the Sharks can move up and get him. I think, but I think that's a guy that that is worth it. To be honest with you, if if you're looking for stability at, at, on the blue line, yeah, I don't know if they have the, the pieces to do that. But um, like twenty six plus another pick, but yeah, I don't know. Might be worth it. Well, that's the fun of the draft, right? You never know how right? it, how it how it shakes out. <laughs> uh, Patrick, you have said it all. Where can the people find you? Uh, so you can find my writing at uh, insidetherink.com or follow me on Twitter at New Era Ducks. Uh, I'm covering mostly duck stuff, but I love covering prospects um, and and just general NHL stuff. You know, we got the the cup finals coming up so it's gonna be awesome um i think we can both safely say vamos gatos <laughs> vamos gatos for sure <laughs> all right uh thanks very much buddy uh we'll chat again with you soon so yeah thank you so much for having me on and like i said i love the i love the series you're doing here and i love the highlight the guys you're highlighting so because there's a lot of guys that don't get a lot of shine so i love you know i love coming on and talking about guys like tom willander like it's really cool uh we, when you do f- Five episodes a week, buddy. You got to fill the content. So, especially I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We'll talk again soon, buddy. All right. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Patrick. So, uh, Willander, again, I think he's going to be maybe just out of reach uh, for the Sharks. I think somebody at the end of the the, the teens is going to definitely try to snag him there. Um, but if, if he's there for at 26, the Sharks, I think you're going to have a really, really interesting conversation about uh, adding him. So, you know, they already they've done a lot with the blue line. You know, we they added Havlid last year. I think uh, Willander could be a great, great piece for them going forward as they continue to try to bulk up this blue line that desperately need needs it. So they're still going to need that blue chip guy. Um, but I think again, just continuing to add pieces and see how it all shakes out is not the worst uh, worst way to go with it as well. So. Um, again, thank you to Patrick for for coming on. Um, you know, made made his debut. Really fun guy to talk to um, off camera too. Big Star Wars fan as well. So um, 
But thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Um, go check out one of the other great shows on the Lockdown Network, Lockdown Giants, uh, looking pretty good. If you want to go check out the Lockdown Golden Knights, Lockdown Panthers, get a nice taste of, of how those teams are doing in the Stanley Cup. Um, or any other great shows out there. So, um, again, follow the show wherever you get uh, on any social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. And until tomorrow... Bye, friends.